0: plushcare.com slash weight loss I think in the past couple of months if we've learned anything is that pre-2000s Singapore was pretty damn wild we had killer tourists unsolved murders and allegedly cooking criminals but Did you know Singapore also had a massive kidnapping problem? Hi, I'm Teddy and welcome to A Briefcase. This week, we're looking into the 1968 kidnapping of 19-year-old Ong Bing Lik. There aren't too many details about this case so I'm gonna start with what Singapore was kind of like in the 1960s. Now I, Teddy Teo, definitely wasn't around in the 1960s but from what I could find it was a pretty dangerous time alright. So gun restrictions weren't like fully in place yet and there were a lot of gangs including 369 or as it's known, Salakau, who were pretty powerful at that time. At the same time, the 60s was right when Singapore joined and then left Malaysia. So, like a lot of developing countries then, there were the very rich and the very poor. And with this, there was also a lot of income inequality. That breeds an environment where there's crime and where people are kind of looking for easy money, like the have and the have-nots. So kidnapping was like really common because there were people rich enough to kidnap from and at the same time, the infrastructure wasn't really yet in place to make Singapore safe or like safe from kidnappings. Alright, so that's where we're at. Now we meet Richard Lai Chun Singh. So Richard was 22 years old at that time and he had a failing business and he really, really needed money to save his business. And so maybe it was very hard to get a loan, or maybe he just wanted easy money. But Richard, together with five other guys, they come up with a plan to kidnap the son of a rich tauke. So there was 24-year-old Lee Chopet, who was his close friend, he was Richard's close friend. 32-year-old Lim Kim Kui, 23-year-old Ho Ki Phat. So these were the other three people directly involved with the kidnapping. So a total of four people who were directly involved with kidnapping this kid. But there was also another guy, 29 year old Chao Sian Chong, who was involved with the entire scheme and managing the money and everything, but not involved with the direct kidnapping. So Richard was actually the youngest in the group. Now, here's what he thought the plan was, alright? So Richard thought that the plan was to lure 19-year-old Ong Bing Lik into the car and then just kidnap him and ransom him for money. So that sounds like a pretty standard kidnapping, right? They rent a car, something called a Mini Miner, which when I googled looked a lot like an old-school Mr Bean-style Mini Cooper. The date is 24th May 1968 and it's about 7.30pm. So another thing to note is that Singapore used to be half an hour back. And this was until 1962. So 7.30 then was around 8pm now. So it was already pretty dark by then. Richard drives the car, while the other three, they sit in the back. And I- I'm guessing it's a big car, okay? I think it used to be that cars were more roomy. So they drive to Rex Cinema, which was off Serangoon Road and close to Little India. And to be honest, that wasn't a very safe place At that point of time, it was Salakau territory It was gang territory I'm not sure if it still is But it was pretty dangerous in the 60s Now Ong Bing Lek Again, he was the 19-year-old son of a rich businessman A rich old Taoke, And this is basically all I could find about him At about this time, he's lured He's lured and tricked into the car The moment he's in the car, they drive off they drive down Bukit Timah Road towards Clementi Road in the west of Singapore. And this was really remote, really un- undeveloped then. Okay, so Richard thought that this was a basic-ass kidnapping and ransom, right? But it wasn't. The three guys in the car, the moment they have Ong Beng Lek, they take out weapons. And Richard is like, is like, what? Allegedly, this is in the car. This is where they first stab him. So they stop by a side street. And then the injured, Bing he jumps out and he runs for his life. And I don't really know what is the best thing to do in a kidnapping, but I googled it and it depends on what happens. So let's take like a small digression. So apparently if it's a public place, you should attempt to fight back, make noise, and just basically stir shit. And you should try your best to stay in the same spot and not get moved, not get moved in a vehicle or whatever. Because every time you get moved, it gets harder to find you. And, but then if you're immediately being threatened and maybe like in a vehicle, you should just try to remember the route if you can't escape. But ideally, according to bag if you're going to try to escape, it should be within the first 24 hours because at the point of time, you would be rested, you would have just eaten at least in the first 24 hours and you would be the strongest and the closest to where you were kidnapped from. Alright, so that's just like a small digression on what I could find on what to do if you get kidnapped. Alright, so they kidnapped him, they stab him, they drive him to an ulu spot in Bukit Timah Road, and he runs so the three other guys so not Richard because Richard's is driving the car right the three other guys they chase him they beat him and they stab him to death after that the group they move his body back to the car and since they were already in the west they drove towards Jurong in Jurong they take off a manhole cover like a drain cover and they get rid of the body by covering it with the cover so at this point 19 year old Ong Le he was already dead but they carried on with the ransom plan. Two days later, on 26 May 1968, they call Binglik's father and they demand a 100k ransom with a promise to release his son unhurt. This was obviously a lie. They negotiated and on 5th June 1968, Benglik's dad, he paid out 20k for his son's release. About a week after 5th June, the kidnapping gang, they return the rental car. The mini minor was a rental car. But the rental car owner is like, hey, why is my car so smelly? And he calls the police, who then, I guess, test the car or something, and they realise that it's blood. Your car is smelly because of blood. So they trace the car back to Richard Lai because he rented the car and he confesses to everything. Richard told the police everything and he even brought the police to Ong Lek's body in Jurong. And like, when you look at the case, I'm not a lawyer but it feels like this is what likely saved him from the death penalty. The police and the attorney general, the AGC, they preferred to have Richard and his testimony as evidence than to risk the other three guys, the other four guys, getting off. They were all arrested and now this is where it gets tricky. The police, they want to show what to charge them with. On one hand, it was definitely abduction and ransom, which is a kidnapping charge. But if you look at what happened, which is that all the guys, they brought weapons. It seems that the intention from the start was to kill him, not really capture and subdue and kidnap him. The police, they also weren't able to figure out between the three men, the three men who were in the back of the car, who actually struck the killing blow who was the one who actually killed him. So they were all charged with murder. They were charged by Deputy Public Prosecutor Chia Kui Ki. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering your name. And the justice of this case at the time was Justice A.V. Winslow. And in the end, the three men were found guilty of murder and sentenced to death. They were all hanged on 27th January 1973. Now, on the other hand, What happened to Richard and, remember, there was a fifth guy who really just handled the money, but who knew about the scheme? Richard and the fifth guy, they were both given four-year jail sentences. (music) Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Brief Case, Kidnapped and Killed in 1968, Singapore. Anyway, the 60s had a massive kidnapping problem, but this was clamped down like real hard by the Singapore government. And honestly, the last really high-profile kidnapping case I can remember was in 2014 when they kidnapped the owner of Xing Xiong's mom. I also want to give a special mention. For this particular case, we referred pretty heavily to a section in the book. The Prosecutor Glenn Knight Casebook. And this was written by Glenn Knight and Tucita de Silvia. So you can check that out. I think it's available in the Singapore Library, which we all love here at A Briefcase Podcast. Alright, so you can find us on Instagram at A Briefcase Podcast and online at com, And do join us next week for another briefcase.